This is Higher Ed Heroes with Dr. Sebastian Kemp and Dr. Alistair Stark. Hi and welcome to Higher Ed Heroes, a podcast brought to you by the Faculty of Humanities and Social Sciences at the University of Queensland. This podcast is about those little things we can do in our university classrooms, the little things that can make a big difference. My name is Seb and I'm joined here by my friend and colleague Al. Hi everyone. The series is really motivated by our belief that what ultimately matters to the student experience is what happens in the classroom. In our universities we talk a lot about course design, teaching policy, teaching budgets, but what we don't often get a chance to do is talk to each other about those small examples of good practice that can have a big impact. And so therefore, on this podcast, Higher Ed Heroes, we want to talk precisely about those examples. Examples of practice that are used by great teachers in their classroom. And it's really a conversation about practices that these teachers use to bring their classroom alive and that they believe can be copied and used by others to great effect. Mm. And we're aiming to have these conversations without the kind of jargon that we often associate with teaching committees in higher education. So we are operating in a buzzword-free zone. We don't want to be using words like flipped classroom, blended learning, work-integrated learning, even research-led teaching. And when we do hear those words, which we think are better suited to a teaching committee, this happens. For the last time, no! We hope the buzzer is going to encourage us all to talk in everyday terms and really demystify some of these terms as we discuss everyday practices in the classroom. And so in today's episode, we're going to be talking about using Lego as a learning tool for students. And for this, we will be joined by and we'll have a conversation with Associate Professor Elske van der Fleet, who is the Director of the Center for Communication and Social Change here at UQ. Elska, welcome. Thank you for having me. Awesome to talk about Lego. I think it evokes and brings to the fore everyone's childhood memory. Certainly it does that in my case. But of course, it's something that we associate with playtime, right? But not necessarily something we would intuitively associate with the classroom. But that's precisely where you use Lego. And so, Elska, maybe to kick things off, I'd like to ask you to tell us about how you use it in your classroom as a learning tool. Well, this is not just Lego that uh, that we are talking about. It's Lego Serious Play, which is an, a methodology actually de designed by uh, some business consultants for the Lego company themselves in the 1990s when they were kind of a bit confused about where the gaming landscape would go. And they actually turned that into uh, into a methodology for business planning and, and kind of innovation planning and team building. But I got interested in this which, because it's a very visual method to use it in communication for social change, both in research and in teaching. And I've been using it, uh, particularly helping students to design an assignment that they have to do where they can really understand a complex issue and as such kind of you know, try to, to work out where the assignment needs to go. You mentioned an assignment already. Um, give a bit of meat to the bone and explain to us, or give us an example about one of those assignments and exactly what students do with Lego. This assignment, which I think is a great example to use uh, here, is is in a course uh, that's called participatory development communication, where students 
both learn you know the skills and the methods of of facilitating participatory communication and that's all about you know getting people to tell stories you know to understand their perceptions uh, and the second assignment where I use the Lego for is uh, is a, a participatory communication strategy that they have to design for a particular communication for social change initiative in that assignment they actually combine both you know those two things they need to learn both the analysis of how communication can support social change as well as using these visual and more participatory methods to actually understand complex issues storytelling is such a big concept for the social sciences generally isn't it yeah and, and I didn't quite know how Lego was going to be used, but as soon as you say to tell a story, it just makes perfect sense. It takes me back to my childhood. And I'll tell you why why I think this particular business tool was actually useful for social science, particularly communication for social change. It's because one of the facilitators who trains people to become certified facilitators in Lego series play in, 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 um, in Australia, in Melbourne, his name is Michael Fern. He actually put on his websites that Lego series play, he said, at its core, this method helps people tell stories, stories of stories of identity in the past, stories to make sense of the present, stories to build a shared future, and stories to help make that change. And I thought that's exactly what we talk about in communication for social change, even though he applies that in, in business consulting, actually. Mm. So that's why I got interested to mm. adapt this method to development and social change. And how does it actually work? Do you have a huge block box of Lego that you just wheel into the classroom and then put them in groups and... and away they go building the stories well not a box i've got four big bags okay. huge bags, like you see <laughs> <Okay>. <laughs> yeah they're huge these kind of these 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 bags you can f- put flat on a table but then wrap them up uh, as you go so it's uh, it's thousands of dollars worth of worth of lego i have to wow. admit and uh, you basically put that bag and you open it up on a table and have students sit around it the process is basically they go through a couple of cycles each cycle they will be given a task or a question they build then their model, uh, then they uh, they share um, with their peers, they tell the story of that model, and uh, and then next they have to capture that. So both in writing, they capture the essence of the story on a small card, and as well as they make a photo or they even video record the, um, the, the, the their story. The different stages. Yeah. Uh, well, at, at, at the end of every stage. And then yeah. they you give a second or a third uh, task and basically build on the model and get into a high level of complexity. I know Seb's going to want to ask serious questions, but I need to ask, what's the best Lego story you've ever seen a student build? What's the... Oh, actually, the best story I've seen, actually, an, uh, an almost illiterate farmer in Indonesia. <laughs> just uh, Within just minutes, she had basically her whole livelihood kind of build and tell exactly what the, the links were between each of the elements and how they connect. And that's exactly what Lego does. It shows people the the uh, the connections. So particularly what the students in that particular assignment need to do, where they need to design this, um, this communication for social change, um, um, strategy is so the first step is really where they have to to build the objectives and the stakeholders of the case so they have to come in with already an idea of what project they want to do so I let them do a mind map at home and then they they come to the Lego session and the first step as I said they build the objectives and the and the um, and the stakeholders then in the second uh, cycle or the second step they build the 
um, they build the communication functions that are that they have identified there, both the ones that they see that are are working well, but also the ones that they think they should be in there, but they are not there, basically from what they've learned uh, in the wow. course. And then the third step, they have to put flags on the bits and pieces where they see gaps, and and connectors where they put actually those functions and the and the objectives together and identify how the objectives are not achieved and could be achieved by developing uh, just new communication functions and methods. And and by going through that in these steps, they start to see the links really and the, the complexity first of 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 goals and context and stakeholders and you know and how communication all can can or cannot facilitate that and actually understand better what they need to do in developing and designing their strategy. And I guess you do this with students. How many students are sitting around a table so, there? So the class, so we typically have about 20, 25 students in the class. So I've, I've got four bags, as I said. So it's in each group, there would be, now she, you know, as you see, there's about five, five to six students. Um, so in this particular case, they're working on individual mo models all along because it is, it's based on their, of course, on the individual kind of assignments. So they only share with two or three people so that it doesn't take too much time and they don't get too confused about too many different uh, projects. So, but if you do, for instance, what I do with a group of interdisciplinary students for a new Colombo plan short mobility uh, project, which are students from different disciplines, from you know, from from communication, law, environmental, environmental science, social science, I let them eventually build a collective model. So then it's good to have about four to six students in one group who come from that different perspective. First, build an individual model, how they look at the world. And then secondly, they would build a collective model, how they can all contribute wow. to, you know, working on a, on a complex solution together and how their individual disciplines fit in and, and can be complementary. So it's a mean, I mean, you said the, the best example was the Indonesian example. It's a, it makes perfect sense because Lego is so cross-cultural instinctive and intrinsic yeah. we can all you can actually you know teach across cultures teach Absolutely. across disciplines and get genuine collaboration Absolutely. Well, so that's actually part of my research and research for development projects. But it is, it is. I think it's an extremely useful tool to get people to share their perspectives and solve problems together. And uh, I, 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 I spend a lot of time making Lego with my son, and one of the things I notice is it's, it's also quite therapeutic. It it's a quite a calming yeah. process to yeah. sit and build Lego. Do you notice yeah. how, how do the students react to it? Is it? Is, do they get excited and then they get that kind of calm? It's been scientifically proven why Lego works so well for, you know, to instigate the storytelling and creative thinking. It's it's basically because you're working with your hands and there's a lot of like sensory receptors in your hands. And when you stimulate them with all those, you know, edges that Lego has, the hands are really represented on a relatively large part of the brain. You're actually stimulating your brain more uh, and in different ways that you don't do, you know, when you only talk or write or think. Uh, and that really helps people to, you know, to, to, to be more creative, to speak in metaphors and therefore, you know, see those connections better. Mm. And that's hopefully, you know, those insights help calm people as well. <laughs> yeah, I find yep. it very calming. Yep. So it's the sensory physical element of our hands that helps trigger our brain cells exactly. in different ways and therefore, I guess, helps students to yep. learn 
build understand in, in ways that are different from just having them sit around with a blank sheet of paper around a table and try to do the same kind of work. And when you mentioned earlier, I found that really interesting about there's different stages and they have to write down what they've done in each stage after each stage on a card and take a picture of it and kind of build this. And so what in terms of the learning the role does that play, that kind of recording the different stages? What it does, that capturing or that recording, it consolidates, you know, this the story, which is still very kind of, you know, could be very fluffy and very woolly into something concrete. So they really are asked to write the essence of 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 their story on a card. And, you know, for instance, here there's an example where a student wrote, okay, what, what she got in the end out of her model, she wrote on the card clarity of the big picture and the connections with many support, call to action. So she captured that out of that longer, fluffy story. Then she took those cards when she was writing and, and the recording when she was writing her assignment and turned that into into paragraphs and elements of her of her assignment. Yeah. So you're distilling down concepts, making them really kind of fundamental and then asking them to reconstruct them in words. Yeah, yeah. that's yeah. fascinating. Yeah. And basically what students kind of feedback with that some of the students gave, they said, for instance, you know, Lego series play helped me to spark ideas, it inspired me to think out of the box and build my confidence to tell stories. When you feel you have nothing to say in front of a group of people, at least something, the Lego model on the table, would bring your stories into being. That really helps, particularly students who are not necessarily confident with English language to, to tell, you know, everything they, you know, they, they want to tell. And it really helped them to, you know, to to conceptualize and to express it and therefore also to write it down later when they had to do the assignment. Wow. It's like a whole new language almost. It's an academic it language and process. I can see that this is something that brings the classroom really to life and that students could really thrive in and get excited about. What are, looking at the downsides, what are the kind of challenges that students face when they use that kind of technique? Basically, you need students to be well prepared to come in. So when I did when I did it last semester, you know, I told students to already for weeks, like, you know, find a project, an initiative you're interested in, you want to do your case study about. And then the weeks before I introduced a mind mapping model to them and uh, told them just to do a mind map of the project and come with that to the class. And of course, several of them hadn't done that. They had and they had some even had no idea what they were going to do. So then the whole process is useless. So you really need students to be well prepared and, and prepare them, actually tell them to be prepared. Mm. Um, yeah, otherwise they sit in the class for two hours and it's basically mm. not of any use. And what about the practical challenges? You mentioned you, you have thousands of dollars worth of... <laughs> <laughs> you have these big bags of Lego. How, how did you get them? How did you go about amassing yeah. such <laughs> amounts of Lego? Yeah, that's an interesting story. Actually, it um, uh, thanks to the Times, we still had strategic funding at UQ, actually. <laughs> <laughs> so we had, a, we had a postdoc when our centre was just kind of intensifying who had heard about this method and wanted to kind of, you know, explore whether she could do some research on that. And I really embraced it because I read up and I thought, oh, this, is, this is fabulous, it would be really good. And we had some strategic funding for her to do the training initially in the UK. 
um, sent her there to for, to facilitate a training and buy the Lego. And she did a few exploratory exercises, some in my projects overseas. And then, unfortunately, she left prematurely, you know, because she got another job in the U.S. So, that, so I've been staring at those those uh, boxes full of Lego for five years, <laughs> nice. and so I need to do something with this. So last year, I did the, uh, you know, I found out about uh, Michael doing the training in Melbourne, and uh, so I, I went to Melbourne for a couple of days and did the training. So I'm a certified Lego series play facilitator now, which um, wow. feels great, you know. Yeah. <laughs> and I've really been starting to use it both in yeah, in teaching and research, as I said. Mm. And interestingly, I get students even who were in this session and who then are sitting in another class and have to do an assignment. There was one in particular. Uh, And um, so she said, oh, can I borrow your Lego? Because I need to facilitate an activity in another class. And I think the Lego could come in uh, well. So she says, yep, take the Lego. And uh, she got full marks for her assignment in that class. So So colleagues should go to deans, heads of school and ask for strategic funding for Lego. That's that's the the message we're sending. I I can see L. Knocking on our heads oh, you of can, schools. You can borrow my bag, Sal. Oh, <laughs> thank you. Can I can I ask like one one more thing here, and that is, uh, you mentioned assessment a number of times. Do I understand correctly that the actual Lego play in your classroom is not assessed? No. It is used as a tool to help students develop their argument, and then they go away exactly. and then they write the assignment, which is what the assessment is exactly. all about. Exactly. Yeah. So it's basically through doing that Lego session, they actually start to understand whatever I've addressed in the in the class about all the faces you need, kind of the, the bits and pieces you need to do to analyze in order to develop a good participatory communication strategy. And through the Lego, they kind of go through that in a, in a practical and in a like in a playful way and suddenly all the dots kind of seem to, to get connected for it for those students who've really given it some thought and are participating actively and, and the, the assignment's an essay that they write up exactly mm-hmm. yeah mm. so they get to really work on the concepts and then feed them exactly. back into the essay yeah. the other that I, I thought was was a great way to use it for is actually with PhD students who are facing their confirmation because there's they need to then suddenly pre, you know present the whole project and they've been reading for a year and writing the methodology and totally kind of sometimes you know confused or what and and having them actually to tell the story of their PhD before they have to stand up and, and do their academic presentation you know has really helped some of them to to, to tell that story using Lego series play again by going through these different mm-hmm. steps and, and and carving different bits and pieces out it's quite similar in some ways I often tell our PhD students master students once you hit that roadblock Try and draw a diagram. Pick up the pencil. (laughs) Pick up the pencil, and you can find a way out of it. It's a similar thing, but I think much more meaningful because it's tactile. And most students would associate this with something that is, you know, youth playfulness related. So it kind of lowers Mm. the kind of entry. Mm, takes the pressure off, maybe. Well, but also people may think it's not serious stuff, you know, so they think, oh, I'm just playing, fooling around here. And uh, so you, you'd basically, what I always do is give an introduction first about the methodology, that it comes from the business and that, you know, Shell and Microsoft are paying big money to have, you know, Lego series play facilitated, facilitated planning sessions and what the science behind it is before people are actually, you know, say, okay, oh, I can do this. Yeah, yeah. Uh, If we were to think of our listeners here and someone might be tuning in right now and thinking, okay, that that sounds like a really fascinating thing. 
What's do you have sort of a last big piece kind of advice to them? Like, uh, you know, if someone is thinking around, maybe I should adopt this, maybe I should think about doing yeah. this? Well, the main thing is that, that I think it's not necessarily about this method. You know, it is, yes, it's a great method, but it shouldn't be an overkill. You shouldn't do, you know, like you shouldn't do a Lego serious play session every other week. But the principles are very adaptable, I think, even using other materials or other methods in itself. So, so the, the main thing is how can you get people able to to use different ways of understanding complexity and getting creative kind of uh, methodologies integrated into 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 your teaching so that's the actually the, the main thing but yeah there's a danger for for you know doing it using it too much i think so there's the secret right there mm. yeah use it for appropriate methods where it really leads to something that the student have to students have to further develop like an assignment or you know or or a skill but very important to have a goal in mind for what it is going to be used for I think tonight when I build a spaceship with my son I'm going to tell him he's participating in some higher education <laughs> <laughs> nice. absolutely <laughs> Elska, this has been really fascinating. Thank you so much for coming in here and sharing this with us. If you who are tuning in and listening to this right now feel that this has inspired you or maybe that this is something you would like to get in touch with Elska over or if you want to pose your ideas or questions about this particular topic on one of our social media sites, be this Facebook, Instagram, post something on Twitter. We, of course, also have a Please Do So, and of course, we also have a website. You can search us under Higher Ed Heroes podcast, so please do that. Thanks for joining us in Higher Ed Heroes, and we look forward to having your company again. Thank you.